1: and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So Give it a Try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hello and welcome to The Gallant View, the Rangers podcast. It's by Rangers fans and it's for Rangers fans. And we've spent an enormous amount assembling this cast tonight. So I hope you're a... Uh, all subscribing, get your comments in the, and the and questions below. We'd really uh, like to hear you. We like a bit of a uh, communication. So we'll be looking over the the game uh, today. Our, our wee trip to Easter Road, third this season. Uh, we'll then be having just the jet, the chat about transfers, ins and outs. Uh, just looking at the, we'll just have touch on the women's game today, which uh, didn't go to plan. And uh, just have we look forward to the Hearts game on Wednesday. So, without further ado, we're over to uh, our co- German correspondent, Mr. David Tomlinson, who is looking rather suntanned. I think he's been out this weekend. David, how are we?
3: Yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah, I've been away uh, on a boat uh, the, the whole weekend, so plenty of sun. Uh, it's obviously a big. Holiday, uh, Ascension Day was Thursday. It was a big holiday in Holland and Germany. They're into all these Christian days. Uh, all the shops and shut are shutting these these Christian holidays. So, no. no, enjoyed the sun. Unfortunately, today, I had to watch the game on my telephone, so it wasn't wasn't great. Uh, but uh, I got to see the game. I got to see the score. So that's uh that was me today.
2: Smashing, David. Well done. <clears throat> At least you got it, Andrew. Look to your cell house things over there.
4: <clears throat> yeah, good mate. I was just worried about you saying about the budget spent on tonight's cash. There must be the free transfer among us. Uh, but uh, I good caught the game of day and well chuffed.
2: I can assure you, Andrew, you're not the only Bosman on on this list. <laughs> We're now going uh, straight up to Orkney to see Bill. And Bill, I mean, from uh, a way down south to way up north, how are things?
5: Aye, pretty good Davey, uh, good result today, thought the team played well, nice sunny weekend, so enjoying life.
2: Smashing, listen so, today's game, Easter Road, our third time this season where it went back to that place, I would have to say it was. Uh, it looked a wee bit, it, it wasn't bursting at the seams, I think the crowd was giving us 18,000, but I think there must have been a couple of double counts in there because it, the Hibs fans didn't pack the place out. But anyway, I'm just gonna run off the team just before it get, gets kicked off. So we had McCrory in goals. We had uh, Tavernier, Tavanir, Suter, King and Ridvan as our back four, Jack Lundstrom and Raskin, Haji and Cantwell with Sakala. The BBC had this as a as a four three uh one two, but I think it was more four three two one, which is Beale's nominal you know, fun uh set up but, that's what I've got it down as. So, David, how did we, uh, how did, when on the boat, were you watching on your phone? I thought we uh, started very well. You know, we had a couple of chances. I think we had our first chance in about two or three minutes. And yeah uh, came off the post. So we had, uh, I thought we, we looked quite bright. It was uh, a really good start by Rangers.
3: Yeah, we started well, really well. Uh, as you say, a chance right in the first couple of minutes and after a, a while Hibbs came into it a wee bit but I think we were, we were really strong for really the whole the whole game today Hibs, Hibs had a few minutes in it but uh, I mean even I think at one point it was it was well into the 70s 72 to their 28 I think it was possession it's not always possession doesn't always count because if you look last week the, they had uh, more possession than us but it was all between their centre-halves passing to each other so possession doesn't say everything. But we had a no, really strong today. I thought the defence looked good. Um, young boy coming in, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and, oh, just uh, a really good day and a uh, good score. And as I, as I called the the pod, life after Morelos. So I think that's... I, I did really doubt whether he'd be playing again. I, I doubted last week he would be, if he would ever play again. But, and, and I actually heard... Somebody had said they'd seen him at the airport, but uh, obviously that isn't true because he—he he was told him we were told today that he's injured. But um, oh, great! And uh, I hope it keeps up into next season with some new phases.
2: Yeah, Andrew, coming to yourself, we had uh, makeshift defense, Suter and King as center backs. Uh, I thought overall the defense played very well. I was quite impressed with Leon King. And John Souter, for that matter, but uh, I, I think Leon King is uh, is a good player, is a is a Rangers player because I know after his wee uh, outing in the Champions League, he hasn't featured much, but it was good to see him back in there. I think he had a couple of wobbly moments, you know, when he had to get caught in possession. But I think overall, you know, having not been in the first team for for some time, I was uh, I thought Leon Leon King did quite well. What was your own view? I think the
4: whole team did great. I think you're, you're spot on with the, the, the talking about how solid the defence was, which is good because we've been quite shaky with the defence as a whole this season. I've certainly conceded a lot more goals than we really want to, a club at our, our standard. um, I, I've I've said from day one, I think John Suter is going to be a brilliant sign, especially on the, the minimum fee. I think we only had to pay a kind of compensation youth fee to hearts for him. And I think uh, we're seeing that the Leon King that w- was, was advertised, um, I know he, he was thrown out a deep end against the likes of Liverpool in the Champions League. He took a saw one against Mariner, um the Smiser. I think it was early, early in the season. I think some sort of neck or concussion, a small thing, a, th- a bad thump in the back of the head. But yeah, he came back. I thought he, he looked just as good as he was. Um, I think he's a real talent, and I think we just need to try and tie him down for the, the future and hope that he doesn't <laughs> doesn't get a nice offer that turns his head.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I thought Bill coming on to you. There's uh, our defence today. I, they didn't have a shot and goal until, you know. I think we were well into the second half where you were, and as as Andrew's just said, John suited. I mean, he does not look out of place there. I'm, I'm quite impressed, and he and he seems quite composed. You know, and he's quite happy to you know when when there's nothing available, just carry the ball forward, which I like. Which obviously corner will do from time to time, but. But John Suter looks like he's every bit as good as, as taking this ball at defence and pinging the longer balls because he, he delivered quite a few. So I think maybe uh, obviously we had the news today was Connor Goldson is now going to be out for a couple of months, at least a couple of months. So I mean, which is going to take us into you know the rest of the season, pre season. So it'll be a wee while before we kind of, uh, get John Suter uh, get Goldson back in there. John Suter looks certainly looks a, a capable, you know, replacement.
5: Yeah, more than capable. He was very solid today. And as you say, he's got that range of passing. You know, he can step out of defence and ping a fifty yard pass pretty much on the money, which is really, really good. And it's good to have someone else in the team and not just Goldson that can do that. So I, I was really pleased with the defence today. And again, we you know, as you said, Leon King thought he had a really good game. Um flapped a couple of times but looked solid overall. The two of them looked good and they looked assured as a, a sort of centre-back pairing. And we looked very comfortable, I thought. We didn't. You know, I had said a few chances they were through on goal a couple of times and whatnot. But overall, I, I didn't think we were too troubled by them. And I thought our, our back four stood up really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: And, and what, one other aspect of the team, which, uh, David, I'm going to come on to yourself. The, our midfield, because I thought our midfield were excellent last week. But I think they, they showed again today their, their ability to kind of dominate the ball, control the ball. You know, we'd obviously... Jack Lundstrom and Raskin with Hadji and Cantwell all buzzing about. Maybe less Hadji. But I thought we pretty much controlled the midfield, which ultimately led Rangers to control the game in the first half, I mean, well, into the second half. Because, uh, I mean, the possession figures at the, at the final, uh, the final count was 32... Uh, had 62 Rangers, uh, 68 Rangers sorry, so uh, I think this all stems from midfield, I think the the defence were looking good, the midfield were were in control most of the time and I think it was possibly just a wee bit lightweight up front is kind of my overall assessment of today's game but uh, certainly Jack and, and Lundstrom just looked like they could have had their slippers on today (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, why why is Lindstrom not been playing out this all the time? That, that's that's the only thing I'm going to say. But uh, he certainly come on the last two games against them last week. He was he was good, and today he was good. As you say, we're getting the, in there in about their faces now. Uh, instead of instead of watching teams sort of a dancing about, us, we're actually getting it into them now. And I think it's all coming from Todd Cantwell. I really do. I, I really think he's the one that's motivating everybody. If you, if you see the way he how, he plays, is absolutely, he's a wee dynamo. And uh, that, I think that's where, it, I think I think he's gave everybody a kick up the backside and say, look, this is the way we want to play. And definitely, the midfield is, uh, and I didn't think um, that, uh, that uh, what do you call him, I, I was injured in the season. Had you. Yeah, I, no. I, I I didn't think he played that bad I thought he played quite good I didn't see that he was any any worse than than some of the players that we've been playing um, but uh, no uh, midfield is doing great as I said against them 3-0 today 3-1 it, and it really should have been 3-0 the goal was virtually one of the teenagers that come on get, ball, uh, losing his player so we can't really blame that it's a teenager that happens
2: yeah, I think there were kind of mixed opinions on on Haji today. I mean, I I think it's going to take a wee while, you know, a couple of months for Haji to get uh, you know some first team football. I mean, the season, the end of season is probably coming at the wrong time for him. But Andrew, coming on to you in terms of Yanis Haji, I think Yanis Haji is an excellent player. My my personal opinion, he is an excellent player. I mean, he's not blessed with great pace, but his touch, his football brain is uh, better than most. Uh, you can see that, but today I thought he kind of was choosing the wrong pass. There was a couple of occasions when he when he, he got caught, and I, I think the longer the game went on, the more comfortable he, he became. So I, I think that that's probably inevitable with the length of time that he was on the sideline. So I mean, what's your overall view of Haji and does does he have a, a future at Rangers, or is he someone we should be looking to cash in on?
4: I think he certainly has a future at Rangers. I, I've I been one of his biggest supporters since he came to the club. Um, I think he's really got, got that talent. Um, if he's anywhere as good as his dial is, then we've really got a, a star. Um I think we've seen how good he has been. Obviously, that's a real tough injury. A real it was a really poor injury, you know. It was just I was so unfortunate. I it was I believe it was one of the, the lower league teams, uh Ibrox, he, he he's really hurt himself there um to me for the last time he's been on the park he's been Mm -hmm. many more players that want that first goal when they sign for the club They're maybe trying a wee bit too hard um just uh just to get them off the mark but i think uh, especially when after he scored his goal um today you've seen he's the best of him he was had that confidence in his stride um He's the weight of the... I was saying then before the goal, it was before half time. I think I said, you can see that the IQ is still there. He, he, knows, he knows what he should be doing. But um, sometimes the weight of the pass was maybe wrong or he picked the wrong option once or twice. But I think certainly grow, he grew into the game, scored the goal and he, he the confidence just grew from there. Um, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I, I think we've seen how much he, it meant to him to score that goal today. And it's... Uh, I think I think he definitely has a future at the club, but it's, it's Michael's it's Mike's opinion that it matters the most in that. Um, but to me, if it was if I was the one in charge, I'd certainly be keeping him around next season to fight for a place.
2: Bill, coming on to you. I mean, I know I, I personally like Kaji, I do. I, I think he's a smashing player. He's got a football brain. I mean, I see in the comments uh, to that they are just now that some people are asking, you know, maybe we need to play him in his best position. In your own opinion, what what? what is Hadji's best position? Where should we be playing him? Is he, you know, the classic number 10 or is he going to be out wide? I know Gerard had a wee go at him, you know, playing out wide, which which I don't think is the best of him. So, I mean, in your own view, what's Hadji's best role for, for Rangers?
5: Mm, I'm a huge fan of Giannis Hadji. I fell in love with him the night uh, that we came back for 2-0 down against Braga. He was just absolutely magnificent that night. And I, I've loved him ever since. He's a fantastic player. Real footballing, brain. you could see he was a wee bit off it today, which isn't surprising at all given how long he's been. I was delighted for him that he got his goal. Uh, in terms of where he plays best, I don't think wide right suits him. I don't think he's got the pace. You know, and I, since he's come back from his injury, to my eye, he actually looks a bit faster than what I remember him, but I don't know if I've exaggerated how much he lacked the pace before he was injured, and maybe that's all that happened. Uh, No, I I think, you know, Hadji's best position is sort of playing that number 10, playing between midfield and the striker. Um, But generally, you know, I, I think he could be one of these players that just sort of roams about and picks up good positions and plays clever, intriguing passes, opens up the space for us. I think he's got a real footballing brain. You know, and we we shouldn't be afraid, or Michael Beale shouldn't be afraid necessarily to give him almost like a free roll, you know, to to kind of roam a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. I think because my own view is that, you know, with the likes of, with the arrival of Raskin and Todd Cantwell, I think Yanis Hadji will dovetail beautifully with these boys, you know, clearly in terms of, you know, the speed of thought, the, the speed with which they can move the ball you know, the accuracy, which we, they can move the ball. I think they, they, uh, they kind of complement one another. You know, Todd Cantwell is more of a kind of workhorse. Janis is kind of more of the thoroughbred type. I know my analogies are probably sh- pure shite, but uh, <laughs> that's the way I, I see Yanis uh, Hadji being, being capable of, of a fantastic contribution to this Rangers team, because yeah. playing football, you know, at pace, you know with the lovely wee diamonds is uh, where I hope Michael Beale is going to take this team, and I kind of what I've seen so far, I think we're heading in that direction, more than the kind of blood and thunder. David, coming back to yourself, we uh, on to probably the highlight of the day uh, when Todd Cantwell gets gets fouled, although they complain about it. That's but what do they not complain about when uh, Todd gets brought down outside the box, a free kick to Rangers. To be honest, when you know from the camera being by, behind Tavernier, I I was surprised that he had a, a go at goal from from where that that ball was placed. And but hey Presto! So what was your take on the goal? We I was uh, I was absolutely stunned when he had the shot at goal and, and actually scored from it. I mean, we constantly underrate James Tavernier because that goal was a thing of beauty.
3: Yeah, I don't think it was as nice as, as uh, what was it, down in the lower leagues, about 400 game today was his 400th game, and uh, he scored one the exact same, I don't know exactly when it was, but in the lower leagues, when we were down the lower leagues, he scored one that was similar to it, from the same position, roughly, but he put it in the far corner, that game, if I remember correctly. That
4: was against Hibs uh, as well, at Ibrox. Against
3: was it Ibrox, yeah. I thought it was at Easter Ibrox Road did. as well, yeah. okay. Um, but um, no, it's the exact same sort of a position and and goal. I'll be honest with you, I think I think the keeper should have it. I I, I think uh, any any good keeper, and Marshall's been a good keeper, but I think the keeper should have that. I don't think that should have should have been in. But I won't take it away from Tav. Keeper was obviously surprised by it, I think, and he, Tav can only put it there. And it's up to the keeper to do what he wants to do with it. And this, this was... not They Don't think what he wants to do with it.
2: Andrew, I mean, my... T- David Marshall's an international goalkeeper. You know, so... And, and you you could make the case, you know, that he, he could have been maybe closer to that side. But I've got... I think it's all Tavernier here. I'm sorry. but Because he's put that so close to the post. You know, that Marshall's got the wee doubt in his mind that if he goes at this full tonto and he's going to clatter that post. So, I mean, the, the delivery was perfect for me.
4: Yeah, James, uh, he's, he's, we know how, he, how good he is at scoring penalties. Um, as they like to say, all he does is score the penalties. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, um, well, as I said, I've seen, we've seen him especially against Hibs, but David T talking about um, they goal there, we, he scored the first one, um, uh, I think, we're. There was a couple against Hibbs that were, were, were trying to remember. There was the one in the Petrovac Cup or the Challenge Cup um, that, that championship year under Warburton. That was his first game. And then in that season, which is one I think uh, I was referring to was in the championship season later on. Um, it was a 1-0 game um, where he looked to keep a far corner. Um, at, he, is, he just has that way with the ball. He just has the dip. He's got the curl. He can thump the ball as well. Um, we've seen... He needs to cover a lot of yards with the ball. Sometimes, with the, if we look back at the Dundee United goal during the fifty-five season, that was some yardage. Um, he just is a wizard with a dead ball, um, and uh, I don't think there's anyone more deserving. He just has—he's he's, he's, hes right, rightfully so, in my opinion. Was our a gallant few uh, men's player of the year um, last uh, last Thursday or Thursday there, sorry. And he looks like he's been awarded Rangers uh, in-house um, player of the year as well from. What I on social media earlier.
2: Yeah, well, we uh, so we take the lead thirty-two minutes. We're off and looking quite comfortable. Hibbs did have the chance where uh, Nisbet pings the ball to the back post. The guy's stretching to get it and, and knocks it wide. So they, they did have a wee uh, chance, but at the by the end of the first half, we I thought we were quite comfortable. You know because they'd they had that one which passed the post, but not no shots on target for Hibbs. We're in control. We're making chances, and and I think that you know by the the end of the first half, I'm, I'm I'm we're sitting quite comfortable, you know. So I would say though that I was a wee bit, I was expecting a wee bit more from Hibs because Hibs you know still have a chance of European football, and I I thought they would have be been a wee bit more adventurous. So and I and I was thinking I'm not quite sure whether Rangers are playing that well, or Hibs are just no very good, but because we were well in control, I mean. What was your take on the, the Hibs' view and their approach to this game? I thought they were they, they were timid. I think it would be the kindest way I could put it.
5: I think a lot of it comes down to us controlling the midfield. Um, you know, I, I think Ryan Jack being in there today, he, he pulled all the strings, controlled it, but barely looked as if he'd broken a sweat. He was just so efficient. And I think, you know, Rangers need to get a lot of credit. Hibs, I know they did sort of switch up later on in the second half, and they looked at one point as if they'd four up front, maybe. Um, so maybe, you know, once they were doing a couple of goals, it's that thing of, right, just throw the kitchen sink at it and try and get a goal. But, yeah, I, I sort of, I expected them to come out. You know, we've seen it at Easter Road before, where they come out all guns blazing. Okay. Um, and they didn't do that today. You know, they were... They were maybe a bit timid, but again, I think a lot of that is credit to Rangers, you know, the way that we controlled the midfield. And that's what I'd like to see us doing more going forward.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Rangers just dominating the midfield, which kind of kept them out of the game. We were up they kept them at arm's length. David, I mean, uh, we had fashion up front, and what was your take on fashion's contribution in the first half? Because I know he certainly frustrates the life out of me. Mm-hmm. Because... I think you know defensively we were looking quite good. Midfield we were dominant, if anything. But up front, I don't think we can create the chances. Which you know, sixty eight the possession that we had in the first half, you know, was probably greater than the sixty-eight that we finished up with. So should we be scoring more goals than, than that? You know, relying on James Tavernier to ping in a worldly from from outside the box.
3: Yeah, well, I, I like a centre half. That that. Centre forward, sorry, that um that, that tries to get in front of players. And yeah, Sakala, he's not he's not a real striker. I don't think he's a real striker. He, he done well. He he, he, he jumped inside a, a couple of players and got a shot away. Uh, done a few good things. Um but he's just not I mean he's not the, he's not a centre forward that I would love to be thinking, oh, we're gonna go on with him for the next season. I think I think he'll be good to keep. I, I do I do that. I think he'll be a good player to bring on, but he, he's, he shouldn't be uh, up in the top team. I don't think he's uh, he's uh, too. Um, that one, one one minute he does. He, he needs to learn where, where his own feet are. I think first of all before he before he learns anything else because he doesn't seem to know where his own feet feet is. And I think the the the, the player that I can remember there was a bit like that as well was Ted McMinn. He was a he was a bit of the same. He, could, he didn't know where his own feet were either. So no, nah, this uh, I think he's he'll be a good reserve player, but I don't see him fighting for the first team jersey. To be honest with you, I think yeah. uh, he'll be down the pecking order.
2: Yeah. So on to the second half, Andrew. We had uh, I think it was pretty much more of the same. We just uh, it was Rangers were rolling over them, uh, and 55 minutes. You know, one of my favourite numbers. Uh, Giannis eventually popped up with a bit of, I mean, I think we had, we had a solid claim for a penalty just before uh, he actually bloated it into the net because the, the boy's hand was in the air. So, But it was good to see Giannis Hadji get that goal and clearly you could see from the way he celebrated, it, it meant a lot to him.
4: Yeah, first, I was I was sitting up here during the halftime break and I heard Roy Keane talking in the telly downstairs and I went as my Telly, just flipped over the channel. Because our last time I don't think uh, Roy Keane would be on many Rangers games. Um I think we all know why. Um went back downstairs second half start. I thought, yep, we looked again the dominant team in the match. Um we had a lot of the ball and for once we weren't doing nothing with it. We were actually trying to force um chances, looking th- uh, threatening. Um Yanis gets his goal. It's it's uh, it's that's the Yanis idea I want to see that we have sometimes we can accuse some of the midfielders or some of the just to get the people on the ball withholding it too long or picking the easy pass. Giannis is is different. He sometimes he he opens he's opening his body up, get the ball at his feet, and we'll have a strike at goal. We've seen him hit the ball from well out. He's got a good strike on him. Um, you know how to catch the ball cleanly. I think definitely. That was, if it wasn't then that would have been variable. So I don't think the referee was looking to give it as a penalty, but I think we we'll definitely had a shout if it went to VAR because his arm is is an extension of his body, as the rules will tell you. But um, composed, strikes the ball in on the, he's one rebound and yep, he they loved that one. I think we, I think we know that Yanis loves the Rangers support because I mean we, he's, he's he's been here long enough. He's, it's not this isn't his first season. Um, I know he, he says Ibrox, baby, it's just different, but uh, that Ibrox atmosphere travels everywhere around the country as long as that they they're living on the park or wearing on the Rangers crest.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> And Bill, you know, so we, we, we go to and all-up, I'm thinking, we're sitting comfortable here, it's pretty. I'm waiting in some sort of response from Hibs, but to be honest, nothing came, and we continued in that vein, and I, I really thought, you know, they were eventually going to have a go at us, and, I, and Colin will be uh, distraught to hear that, you know, Nisbet, how he wasn't booked earlier is, is quite beyond me with the fouls that he just kept committing, and I think 17 fouls and they they'd won booking or something. you know? So uh, I thought Hibbs were were looking lightweight, and I don't know whether they've got a lot of injuries or Hibs but I, certainly the team that they had out today, I thought we were well on top, and it was kind of a matter of time before we scored the third. But I, or or we can say that between you know the Rangers middle five, I would say you know between Lundstrom, Jack, and Raskin, uh, Cantwell. I thought I thought they and Hadji that we were absolutely overrunning them. It was uh, it was good. It was it made some some nice football. I would say we were creating you know, a couple of half chances, but it was uh, it's it's as good a, a probably an easy victory at Easter Road as we've had in some time because normally you expect Hibs to uh, they rally at some point, you know, and but nothing at all. It was uh, as we said, it was all insipid.
5: I they could not live with us in midfield today, they're really good. They? And you know, it's it's um it's really good to see us doing that and taking the game by the scruff of the neck because if you look at some of the games earlier in the season, especially against that lot at, at their midden where we get to totally what we were running midfield, you know. Um and as Davy said earlier on, why can Lundstrom not have been playing like that? Uh, so it was really, really good to see. Um but yeah, on what you're saying, you know, we were creating chances um, first half and second half. The problem was not being clinical enough. You know, that's been a problem for us. And you don't expect Fashion Sakala to be clinical. So I, I'm not sure what I would have been looking for. But I think Fashion actually led the line well enough. He was um, getting it in the right spaces. He was taking the ball in, holding it up, and all of that. But he just he lacks that ruthlessness. He lacks that cutting edge. Hibs today. You know, did have a few half chances, but completely lacked that cutting edge as well. They were nothing like clinical in front of goal, so probably just as well for us. But um yeah, I just I think you know they looked as tepid as I've seen them in a long time. I they, they didn't offer much at all, and again, as I said earlier, a lot of that is credit to Rangers and credit to the way that our midfield controlled the game.
2: Yeah, I. I you're right, I mean, I, I thought I was expecting something more, I thought they would kind of rally, they would roll their sleeves up, you know, you were going to, they would be some sort of surge, but we get nothing at all from them, and this is a team, you know, who still have European football you know, within their grasp. Yeah, they,
5: they of, still you know, had stuff Europe to play for, and that's it.
2: Yeah, but I was, I thought that, and I thought, well, how long would that, would they survive in a, in a, a European competition with the, with the team that they have at the moment? Certainly, if that's the, the, the strength of it, it it certainly wouldn't be long. I think maybe it's it's better for us all that Hibs don't qualify for Europe. I'm, I'm thinking of the coefficient here. You know.
5: Well, that, There's, a bit of a spoiler coming here, but I think the other teams won't do. won't do well in Europe next season, regardless of which of them gets into that, Europe.
2: Yeah, Hobson's choice, David. We uh, we lost Traskin in 53 minutes. He was replaced by Scott Arfield after the above, above mentioned uh, Nisbet clatters into him. And 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 has the audacity to to complain that you know Raskin is somehow you know feigning feigning all of this, which then leads to him being removed by was it you know the the clash of knees and and Raskin who initially thought we we might get away with it goes off. Uh, I mean, there's another injury to, added to our list. I'm just hoping that uh, Raskin was and why he wasn't booked for that. I mean, he did later on get booked, but I thought this, but I mean. Yeah, the one we you know moving the first half where he knocked the ball across, which the guy stretched to get to and couldn't get to. But other than that, I mean, just to uh, let Colin know is 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 there a Rangers player in 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 Nisbet or not? I mean, because for me, it's an absolute no.
3: It's it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because once you're po- once you're it's playing with better no. players, sorry,
2: just just no. <laughs>
3: No, yeah, well, I I, I can't say no, but I, I want to sort of a. You don't know how a player will react when he comes up to to the to to uh, gets better players around him, and that's 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 the thing. If if you put Nesbitt in Barcelona team, he might score thousands. You don't know, and and you you won't know until unfortunately until you try. I mean, I, I remember people were saying John Suter was hopeless uh, about five weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, you see you slowly coming in. Oh, he was the best player today, man of the match. He's going to be great for the for the future. Five days ago, people were saying he's, he'll never be a Rangers player. He'll never get a game for us. He's injury prone. And now you look at the positive results. So that that's to me, You know, you, you just never know. You, you if you buy a player, sometimes you think it can be going to be really great, and it turns out hopeless. And sometimes you you think no that's not going to be anything and it turns out great so it's, it's always difficult until you see him actually in the position and and playing with players that are are better than what he's got. I mean if he he would can't go well, put it this way, I would have rather had him in, his, in in the strikers role today as Sakala because I think he would have scored more than Sakala did. Well, they obviously did score today, but. Uh, I, I think it would have been a Rangers team today. Uh, 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 Nesbitt would have scored a couple. That's just,
2: uh, you never know until it's done. Yeah, I was kind of keeping an eye on Nesbitt with a view, you know, with uh, you know Collins' campaign that there's a Rangers player in there. So I was kind of paying s- a wee bit more attention to him. And you're right. I mean, he's not a bad player and, and we could do with better quality up front. But I would have thought that we could improve on the quality of, of, of Nesbitt. uh I, Andrew, coming to yourself, I mean, what do you think, would he fit, you know, Rangers? Because I think that he is not a bad player, but I just, I would think a a wee bit more quality. The other thing uh, to mention is that 74 minutes, we have Yanis Hadji coming off and Alex Lowry, the long-awaited Alex Lowry comes on in 74 minutes, so... Really, what's your take on Nisbet? Is, would he have added to our uh, forward line? And how did Alex Lowry do when he came on?
4: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Colin. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kevin Nisbet. Um, I, I'm one of the advocates for the... Let's have a look at what the other teams in the league have because, you know, we've seen we've seen it before. We've, we've picked one or two players. I think one of our shining examples today was John Suter, as we were saying. Yeah. Um, it's for me. It's the toughest debate is Nesbitt or Shankland, um, and for me, the only reason I give it to Nesbitt is because I think he's a year or two younger than Shankland. Um, another thing to look at is I think Nesbit's contract's up at the end of next season, um, which you know it, Hibs will be looking to extend or sell. Um, and if you know if we get the elbows out and try and get in there early, then we could see what we could do. Um, um yeah, I th- I think it would be one of those where we if the price is right I'd go for him, especially if you're gonna be getting rid of a Morelos, potentially a roof. And if we're looking to, if we're in our future isn't with Fashion Sakala up front, then I think you're gonna to need to try and fill the gap. And I think he wouldn't be too bad of an option to, to have in there as a as a striking option. Um Lowry, uh yeah, I'm happy to see him getting back in. I think Michael's said it's kinda of been a long overdue. I think he's he's been out with injury for a while, he's kinda of been niggling since uh the, the the horror challenge for the the B team uh, it's it's embarrassing that grown adults want to scissor challenge nineteen or twenty year olds it's a it was a rather poor show from them but um yeah I'm happy to see him back in I know he's had some mm-hmm. trouble with uh some a, a loss in his his family and his personal life so I'm happy that we're we seem to have been taking a, a cautious approach with him just to make sure that he's right off the pitch just as much as he is on the pitch um. And yeah, I'm I'm happy with with the. I think he will develop um, just right with Ventures. I think Michael is a good manager to be developing under. Um, I know I'm sure we'll touch on the other youngsters coming on. Um, I dropped I dropped my pal Aaron Lyle a message today after the game, uh, my old school buddy, um, and I was saying that to him as well. Under under uh, under Michael, I think he'll be fine in terms of development because um, uh, I think we've got, we're on a good one when it comes to with Michael in terms of uh, not being afraid to give the youngsters a shout.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Bill, coming on to you. The, the in terms of youth development, player development, we could probably be in no better hands than Michael Beale. This is what Michael Beale was until very recently, you know, because this this was his forty. So, I mean, in terms of the the players that we uh, saw at the end, you know, Lowry came on in seventy four, and then we had a flurry of them in eighty eight minutes. The Kozland, Lyle, and and, and Ewer, who we have uh, saw before, is who's, is. Who's Been on at Ibrooks. But uh, I think it was just a wee vote of confidence, obviously, and a wee nod that, you know, change is on its way. So there's there's an old guard who are moving out. And uh, so these boys arrive in 88 minutes. So, I mean, from us scoring the goal, and you may want to just touch on us the third goal, which Cantwell Ta- eventually just rattles home. I think possibly Marshall could have done a wee bit better at that goal, too. But I won't dwell on that. But in terms of so the last 10 minutes, obviously Michael Beale's ringing the changes, but we get the third goal. Game's done. The boys roll out and uh, we pretty much saw it out. We eventually conceded one, which they'll not be happy with, We're losing the goal on their watch. But I thought the whole thing kind of fizzled out. I mean, have you ever seen a, a, a such an underwhelming goal at Easter Road, a Hibs goal at Easter Road sort of, when it was just going through the motions? We, uh, we saw the game out quite comfortably but were you glad to see the, the
5: young team got on? Yeah, I think it's good. I'm excited about Alex Lowry. I think he really looks like he'll be a player and, you know, I think with some of the guys he's got round about him now he'll be learning loads for them and I'm sure I did see a piece with him recently talking about it. It may have been on Rangers TV where he was talking about, you know, learning for the guys but also about the fact that he's conscious that some of the guys in his position, like like Sir so Todd Cantwell, he's going to have to try and work hard to dislodge them. So I don't think he's, um, you know, I, th- I think his feet are firmly on the ground and he knows exactly what he's got to try and do. And he seems as if he's up for the challenge because I, I think there could be a really special player in there. And, you know, it's you don't see a lot of great young Scottish players coming through, especially now in Scotland, if, you know, uh, they, they, they can attend to go south when they get to maybe 21, 22, 23, um, you know, so it'll be really, really exciting, I think, if he stays at Rangers and has a good future here. Um, and yeah, the, the other kind of young guys coming on, I think it's good. Look, like you were saying, you know, Bill, that was his thing as a youth development coach. Um, so I think, Andrew, you said, you know, these guys will be in, in good hands under Michael Bill. He'll be a good manager for them. And I hope that's right. You know, it's something that I think not just Rangers but Celtic as well, over you know, the near forty years that I've been watching football, it's something that we've never really been able to do is get good young Scottish players coming in the first team on a regular basis. And we've gone and paid lots of money for foreign players who turned out to be flops and you know, we've we've brought players in but on big contracts despite having good young players sitting there and a lot of it's just to do with the pressure that both teams have to win the league every season you know but yeah it'd be, it'd be really really good to see some of these younger guys getting a break over the next few seasons and coming into the first team um, and we've got young Zach Lovelace as well who I'm really excited about anytime we've watched him in the B team you know he's, he's had a couple of off games and whatnot but he he really looks a real talent
2: yeah I mean I think I think he's now an international duty isn't it? He? he's a uh he won't feature the rest of the season for the B team or the first team because he's now away with England squad somewhere. Uh, but David, coming back to you, I mean, we have finished that game with, you know, the, we had McCrory, we had King, we had Lowry, McCausland, Lyle, Ewart, you know, we're, half the team that finished that game was our B team. So, I mean, is, would you encourage Michael Beale to continue to go down this route? You know, with our, we've got two league games left. They matter not a jot. Would you be uh, wanting to kind of try and close the gap, or or would you just say to hell with it? It's done. Let's give the guys some game time. Let's get minutes in the legs. Let's see what these boys are about. What would you be doing?
3: I think as a Ranger supporter, uh, I think and I think most Ranger supporters want to see us winning. Uh, I don't think supporters would accept putting in a, a, a lot of young guys and, and it's getting trampled over. I don't think it's good for the young guys and I don't think it's good for uh, the supporters. I don't think they would accept it. I think if you put in the la- young players and we lost the last two games 3-4-0, I think the range of supporters would, would uh, not be very happy about it. So I think the thing is to, to go and win the game first and then, so as, as today... Uh, Brian, I'm I'm really the, the the boy that I'm really excited about, and unfortunately I think it was him that probably let a player go for the goal. It's Lyle, I think that Lyle he looks a crack player. At any time I've seen him, uh, I've only seen him a couple of times, but uh, in the Glasgow Cup final and uh, the youth final, I think I've seen him I've seen him a few times, uh, and he really looks good. He really him and the boy Rice, I think that's two that uh, that should be coming up and getting game time. And I would put they two in, in, into the first team right away. To, to be honest with you, give them give them full game. Maybe not together at the same time, but just bring one at a time into the squad and into the team. And I think and give them not not five minutes or three minutes, but give them actually a full half or a, and let's see what they can do. My a wee bit of another one. I, I, I don't know. I'm not. Hundred percent sure whether he'll be he'll make the grade at Rangers, but uh, I don't I don't know what, what age he is at the moment. But uh, I, I've watched him quite a few over the last few years. He's been quite prominent actually, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure whether he'll he'll hit the grade and make it. And europe was was really terrible in the Glasgow Cup, so he's another one that uh, I'm not really that sure that they're, they're 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 there to be ready for for playing for Rangers.
2: I really don't think we find out until these boys uh, actually get in the first team, uh, which, is, which is my own view. But, uh, Andrew, uh, David mentioned their Rangers need to win. I'm not sure that we need to win against Hearts and, and St Mirren. I think we need to win the league next year. And any anything that we do, I would look at the next two games as, as purely practice sessions with a view to us. getting the best squad we can in the summer finding out what our youth players are capable of and using the game time that we have left to, for that end rather than worrying. I'm not sure. I mean, I may be in a minority and certainly from what David says, I am in a minority, but I honestly don't care too much about the result and at Ibrooks on, on Wednesday. If it meant that we were get to get a couple of B-team players on the pitch and find out if they're they're up to the required standard, for our first team next season. That would be worth taking, you know, 2-0 against Hearts. Or, I mean, it w- we certainly wouldn't accept a scudding, I don't think, but uh, that, that would be, leave it to Michael Beal as to uh, find out that the best way to do it. But I would be like to see our, our, our young team feature prominently in the last two games, even if it meant sacrificing points, because the, winning for me is next season. Not not necessarily the last two league games, which there's uh, dead rubbers springs to mind. What, what how would you go about it? What what advice would you give Michael? Be
4: I think he's been quite good with it so far. I think the team we saw today was well, I liked. I liked that. I think it was a nice mixture. It was a good blend where you appease kind of both sides of the. The argument there, the people who think we haven't a strong enough team to win the game and a couple of the younger faces in the team I think, especially if, if Raskin's got an injury then we could potentially see a Lowry in the midfield um, uh, we could see something like that happen maybe um, if we're, we're we're really done with Fashion Sakala you might see more of Robbie Ewer um, I'm interested to see how they react in front of well, every every Ibrox crowd's a, a decent large number, so it's it interesting to see how they do in front of the big home crowd on Wednesday. If uh, if Michael does go for a, a younger or some of the younger lads in again, um, uh, which I, I would suggest he goes with what he's done, um, so that would be the key for me is to see how they react under the the Ibrox lights. I don't know if it will really Eyebrook lights because the sunny nights are coming back in, but um, yeah, to see how they do in front of that home crowd and um, pressure because. Uh, I know we have the range of support in the we end and we want we ran away with it today but you know that sometimes if there's a wee bit of uneasiness in the, the support it's it would be useful to, for them to learn how to deal with that as well if we're maybe a nil-nil where maybe hearts are pushing and we're maybe on the back foot um see how they handle that uh, i think that would be very beneficial for their their uh, development then um, because sometimes it's just know your day, and, and the opposition are pushing hard. And let's, let's forget Hearts, and especially tomorrow in the last day, they they will be pushing hard because they've got a lot to play for in terms of the money for from European revenues and stuff like that. That that there's a lot that means a lot to them, so they'll be pushing, trying to get some extra points off of us. Um, so they will definitely be a game, um, and yeah, I think it just I think Michael just needs to keep doing what he's doing.
2: Yeah, Bill, coming to yourself. I mean, clearly Hearts are coming to Ibrox on Wednesday with the third place aspirations, so the game is meaningful for them. I, for me, I I would have thought that would have been a great scenario because it's meaningless for us. This would be a a, a fairly risk free, you know, safe environment with which to uh, test our, our younger players and say, right, let's see what you're about. It means nothing to us. It's it's it's, it's done. So. Let's uh, find out where they are, you know, with against a team who who will compete, who will compete very hard and and, and will get the measure of them. Should we be using this as an opportunity or, or do we just say no, Rangers don't we don't take home defeats, we just need to win. I would I would be looking to mix it up a bit.
5: I'd probably mix it up a bit as well. I, I don't know that I'd necessarily with the exception of Alex Lowry, I don't know that I'd start any of those other guys, you know, I think. I'd be prepared to start Lowry if I was the manager and give him a go on Wednesday night. Um, like you say, you know this is going to be a meaningful game for Hearts and it will be a competitive experience for whatever players on the park because Hearts are out there to do something. And you know maybe if it gets to half time, you can then put some of the younger guys on for the second half or something like that. I think Andrew made a really good point there about how. You know, when you think about Rangers crowds, because although we're saying the game's meaningless, there'll be 40, 45, whatever thousand people there. Uh, you know, and even even in a game that has no real competitive meaning, you're still there wanting to see your team win. And if it gets to 65, 70 minutes and it's nil-nil, and you know, you know what it's like, we've we've all been there and somebody oh, yeah. makes a bad pass or gives the ball away and everybody's on their back, you know. I think that's that's useful learning for some of these younger guys because you know it's it's different playing in the B team when they've been in the B team, they'll have had good games and bad games. But in the bad games they've no had forty thousand people on their back because they're having a bad game, you know. So it would be a useful learning experience for them to to see if they can deal with that and and maybe do a bit of learning about how they can deal with that. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'm I'm no concerned about the result against Harps. I don't want to see us get scudded. But, you know, if, if we lose 1-0 or 2-1 or something, I'll no really be caring. I'd be quite happy seeing the younger guys even just get the second half or something like that or the last 30 minutes. Um, I, I think it would be good to give Alex Lowry a start in that game because he's had a lot more exposure to the first team than any of the other B-team guys, I would think. Um, But, yeah, mix it up. You know, there's only a couple of games left. We have to look... You, You said something really pertinent, which is you want to see Rangers win the league next season, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, let's look at who's going to make the grade, who's going to cut it for next season, who's going to still be here. And that's also an argument not to play the guys who won't be here next season. You know, I think we just... The likes of Morelos or whatever we have to just be done with them now I don't think those guys get any more game time I think we have to concentrate on who's going to be here next season and how can we win this league back yeah
2: I mean for me the moment we lost the cup semi final the rebuild was is 100% our focus that was that was mm. it that was yeah. you know this one's done we move on we just uh, we need to build on next season and, and and the time that we have left is just completely deployed to that end, to make sure that we have got the best squad we possibly can be, we can have in terms of you know, transfers, youth, whatever that may be. Because the Champions League qualifiers and the start to our league campaign absolutely crucial. We need to yeah, be it's the no best far away
5: control. as well, you know, that's the yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's really no right. far away. The, yeah. the Champions League, and now, we, and now we find
2: that... out one of goals and may not even feature in it yeah. is, uh, is another blow, so there's an, an added wee complication. David, coming back to yourself, uh, Robbie McCrory, who has, you know, in his fifth Ranger start and almost completed the the five clean sheets, but not quite. Uh, I would have thought that Robbie's performance today, shoot me down if you wish, but kind of adds to the weight of the argument where we need to Jack, get Jack Butland in. Not that Robbie's not a good keeper, but we need competition so that we, uh, we put pressure on whoever the goalkeeper is, Someone's on the on the sideline who's every bit as good as you and if you don't perform, he will take your place. So uh, that went up a couple of notches for me with Robbie today. A couple of cross balls not so confident, you know, punching it. I just like the, keep, the keeper to catch the ball but I, I don't know that much about goalkeeping. It's probably nothing but what was your take on Robbie McCrory and is it can I emphasise the need to get another goalkeeper in?
3: Well, first of all, I don't, I don't know what Jack Butland is, is like to be honest with you. So I can I mean, he hasn't played for two years, so I don't think anybody can say how good he is at the moment. But I, we, we're going that he used to be good, so he'll still be good. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Whether we can think like that, but um, I've got two things with with McCrory, and today we we flapped at the ball a wee bit. The thing was, he did come for it, and. If he was like uh, McGregor and he didn't come, then it's possible that a, a Hibs player could have just headed it into the net. But he did come for it, and him hitting the ball with his hands, whether it was a flap or not, did get the ball away, helped get the ball away. So I can see that from two. I was I was I'm, I'm not that big, but I played in goals for a, a, a long time as well, and. I always came for corner balls and just tried to get my fingertips to it to get it to the back post, get it away at the back post. and um, Because it just puts other players off getting the ball. And if your own team know that you you do that, then then that's uh, they can cover for it. So that that's the two ways of think. As I say, if McGregor would never have came for the balls anyway. So, you know, there's a, if there's a Hibs player there mingling, then he's, he's got a good chance of getting it. So that, I've got two sort of my things. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie McCrory's the best keeper for the first team, I don't think so. I, th- I think we need better. I know he's had three clean sheets, or, and, and plus last year against Celtic, he was uh, he, he was he was quite good as well. But um, I, I really hope we get a really uh, keeper that, that's that's well known, without experienced and, uh, and and can make great saves. And I'm not sure that I, I think we're uh, even in the dark, a wee bit with Robbie McCrory just at the moment. I think, but if he doesn't get the chance, we'll never know, and that's possible the way to look at it as well. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, Andrew, you own not take uh, Robbie McCrory, I thought, I mean, if I'm giving you the impression that Robbie McElroy had a bad game today, then I, then then I I am not trying to do that. Uh, I thought it was very good. You know, you can see the speed with which he moves across the ground. Got us got us a trouble on a couple of occasions when. He's out playing, doing sweeper keeper, which uh, Alan McGregor's just incapable of. But he came for a couple, just wasn't that convincing. Maybe I was just I'm being ultra harsh on him, but I think it just put the thought in my head that we need a solid uh, number two or number and solid number one with, with with Robbie as the number two. But having them compete for the number one, which is uh, was, which is where I was driving at. Andrew, I mean, Jack Butland. Have you saw much of him? Certainly, the Rangers coaching staff will have seen enough of Jack Butland to uh, to enter into negotiations with him. So I'll trust him on this one. But do do we need? Does it going to emphasise the need for Jack Butland with, with Robbie's not maybe seven out of ten performance today?
4: Um, I, I'm, I'll continue to back Robbie. I like Robbie. I think. Uh... I think one of the commentators says he said they um, were talking about the, the young the young players in the team and saying that Robin Picard is not really a young player anymore. I think definitely by his position, um, he's still definitely young young uh for his position compared to our, our keepers. Um, our both of our keepers that uh, we've got are both thirty two plus, uh, and Alan McGregor's forty plus. Um, John McLaughlin's not a, a, the young young goal either. He's 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 an upper as well. Um, so compare it by position. I think you know, Buffon's still playing, he's in a wheelchair almost, the uh, in in City B. Him. so it's definitely he's he's I'd say he's still definitely by position, I'd say he was still a teenager, you know, he's still got that kind of the youth uh youth vibe about him, if you want to put it that way. Um I think we do definitely need to go and get a second keeper because it's always good to have two starting um players in the, your key position. Uh Butland, um uh, I don't think anyone can say they've seen a lot of him lately unless they've been sitting in Man United's training sessions because that's about all he's done. Um, he might be good at warming up the bench if he makes the bench. Um, going off of what he used to be, yeah, I think it would be a brilliant signing. I said that at the time because you're when I mean, we all see the name Jack Butland, you think back to the England call-up performances that he, he had um, a few years ago watching a match of the day. Um yeah, you're back you'd be buying the idea of getting that Butland back. Um, I do think you definitely need to get another keeper in, and it looks like that will be Butland. So you got a, you've got a guy who has he has been there. He's been at that the mountaintop in terms of um, England call up. He's he'll be fighting to get back to it. If the stories are true that he is taking a pay cut for first team football, then that's good. That's what we want. We want guys who are wanting that spot. They want to be in the team. They want to win things, and that's what you need at Rangers. And you've got Robbie, who is a Rangers man. He knows that you need to have that. Um, I think today, um, Robbie didn't have the best account of himself. I I mean, obviously, he's the one player on the park. Obviously, the goalkeeper is the one that gets the most scrutiny because if he makes a mistake, you concede, whereas the other 10 can maybe get away with it. Um, Some of the corners, yeah, he didn't get all of it. I think I also also put on today that uh, to my, my cousin, I said to him, He's playing with two new kind of centre backs as well. You're getting That's his first time with Leon uh, and in the league. Um, and John is the right sided centre half. Um I think it, it was definitely he came out for them. He always seemed, he always tried to challenge. Um a couple that looked like he'd kind of collided with um Souter, um trying to get in between him and the the Hibs player, and he collided with Souter instead. Uh but again, as as David was uh, David T was saying. If it's Alan McGregor, go. He doesn't get out to Sutter He's glued to that goal line, and, mm. and it's a case of Sutter's job to get rid of the ball, and it's not his. So, I think he definitely needs more time because, again, as we said, this is only what it would have been his fifth appearance. Um, he definitely is well, well in the early days of his Rangers career, but yep, I'm happy to see another goalie come in, and if it's Butland, then we'll just need to wait and see.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> well, just to round us up on that, I mean, what's your take on? On the goalkeeper position, are you? Uh, is Jack? Um, do you know anything about Jack anything You could sh- share with us that, you no, know, because we do um, know that can win an international, and you know clearly signing for Manchester United, he clearly has some ability, and I think it's significant, as Andrew said, that he is, will be prepared to take a pay cut to come and play football rather than sit in the stand, which kind of t- gives us a wee insight into his motivation for playing for Rangers that he's actually going to play. So. That, that for me is encouraging, if anything, if
5: nothing else. Um, most of what I know about Jack Butland, I've learned in the last two minutes. For Andrew, I don't watch the English football, it's garbage. I only watch the Scottish game and uh, some of the foreign leagues. Um, so, Butland coming up, uh, I, I don't know. I'll wait and see, I guess. I think the competition's important. Uh, I like Robbie McCrory, I think his performance, especially. His performance uh, against that lot at Ibrox, I think, was absolutely stellar. He was, you know, he had a magnificent game against them. And if he can produce that type of display more often than not, then he's my number one, I would say. Um, I think at this point in time, the jerseys has to lose, and he really deserves that chance. And I know what, I mean, what Andrew is saying, right, that for a goalkeeper, he's still a very young man. But, you know, if you think about it, he has been a Rangers since he was a boy. He's been yeah. waiting for his chance all this time. And if I'm Robbie McCrory and thinking, Okay, I've just I've played a few games now, um, not really put a foot wrong. I know I know that he kinda uh, didn't he make full contact with the ball a couple of times today and whatnot, but it, it was hardly horrendous, you know. It's no still a good game. Not, no. So you know, if I'm Robbie McCrory and I'm thinking, What have I got to do to get my chance? If I come in I I keep four clean sheets in the four games that I've played, and today he probably should have had the clean sheet as well. You know, he's barely put a, put a foot wrong, so I, I think it would be very, very harsh to bring up a boy he, down south. I'm saying boy. I've no, I don't even know what age this guy, Butland, is. Um mm-hmm. Okay, so to bring him up and just slot him directly in at number one. Competition's fine, but I think the jersey, from my point of view, the jersey is McCrory's, to lose, not Butland's to come in and take.
2: No, I think you're right, Bill. I think you're right. It would be uh, it would be harsh indeed. I think he, uh, McCrory will get the next couple of games, uh, and you know, as as we said earlier, I would be wanting Rangers to to ring the changes, and and I, I don't want this to become you know a, a, just an an opportunity to give the players who who will not be eye because for some of the team uh, who played today and and some other members of the squad. Wednesday night will represents their last their last game at Ibrox, so I, I, I'm hoping that you know sentimentality doesn't take over here and and Beal feels obliged to give them you know their last wee hurrah. I would uh, I would rather he concentrate on on getting the, the the younger players on the pitch with with a view to it being a learning experience for them, with a view to the development of the squad. So I, I'm hoping that he can have uh, <clears throat> concentrate on that rather than getting you know, worrying about. I mean, there, there are other items which I've got down here which I don't think we're now, we've just rolled past the hour but in terms of, you know, the transfer ins and outs. There's a whole lot of work being done in the background, so I'll just come round and, and take your your views on, on, you know, where we are in terms of the transfers, you know, the Cholak out, you know, the, the Honduran guy in, there's been names being bandied about here left, right and centre, but to be honest, I personally don't pay too much attention to it because until the, the, the thing is real for me, and you know, that's when I can get excited about transfers. When I know they are now a Rangers player, and I, I trust the the, the the team at Rangers that this guy is a, a, at least ticks some of the boxes, you know, because it's never going to be risk free with the with the kind of funds that are available at our, our, our club. So, uh, Bill, is there any any name that you think is I mean, I think our forward line is light. I saw that today. I saw it last week. Uh, I mean, we've still won both games comfortably. You would have to say, but I think we should be far more ruthless up front. And I, I would be looking to the the boy who's uh, the Honduras boy, who's the winger. I mean, he's is I just read some of the stats about him, and certainly impressive. But we have to improve the quality of our forward line, and I'm hoping that we will see big changes in that in terms of you know. Couple of decent wingers, but so just try and condense all of that. Where do you think we should be prioritising in terms of our squad development? In terms of in terms of transfers in, what area of our team do we need to strengthen most?
5: Striker, just absolutely, we need to put the ball in the net, and we're not doing it. But we are doing it, I suppose. But we're not clinical enough for the number of chances that we create, the number of times we get the ball the feet and the box. It's not getting stuck away nearly often enough. Um, interesting what you're saying about Cholak possibly on his way out. I'd, I'd seen one or two things, but like you, I don't tend to read too much these uh, transfer speculation type articles. And you know, a, a, a player coming into Rangers, I don't really get too interested in it until the boy's actually holding the scarf above his head. You know, I just I wait for that moment before I get too invested in any possible yeah. incomers. No, I um, but I. I Personally, you know, in terms of the, the striker front, I'm a big Antonio Jolak fan. I think I'd like to see him stay and does build a team around him because he's got the goods, he can he's very, very clinical. But even if he does stay, I think we still need another striker. I think, you know, that's the area we need to prioritize. A winger to some extent, you know, we we do have um, some really creative players in the team and you know, we'll we'll hopefully get a lot of mileage out of them next season, but I think striker and sort of uh, to some extent a winger as well. I think we're, you know, things stay as they are in terms of the midfield right now. I think we're more or less sorted in midfield, uh, barring horrendous injuries. Um, and, you know, I, I think in defence, we're no too bad.
2: Yeah, we need to so, be. David, coming back to you, there's uh, where should we be prioritising our, our attention? and Well, where we should be prioritising our money? Under attention because, as Bill said, and, and, and as I said earlier, I think we need to focus on our forward line in terms of getting something a bit more Rangers like.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a really interesting week. First of all, because uh, Bill said today that uh, Wednesday there's going to be a lot of players know they're leaving. And it's our last chance to, to, to see the Ranger supporters, to get in front of the Ranger supporters. So I think at some point you'll probably see all the ones that are leaving uh, on the park. Uh, that's It's going to make it quite interesting to see who is actually leaving and who is well. We know Kent and, uh, and Morelos will be leaving. Uh, I, I, we definitely need people to, to fill in for that because for simple reason we haven't got anybody that I know that can play their positions the way they do. Uh, and uh, definitely a striker. That's uh, if not two, if like goes in, probably two. So that's the one so I, I, I really like. The, the, the boy that plays in there uh, from the Honduran boy. I liked him, his name's away from me is again. But um, and there's like another man, a Dutch guy was named, and his name was Perlow or something like that. I think it was you call him. Uh, plays in the championship, I believe. Joel
4: Pirro, uh,
3: so was it Swansea? Yeah,
4: thanks.
3: All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, he he looked really good on on his YouTube films, and I'm judging on YouTube films. But I always say, even Sable looked good in a YouTube film. So that's uh, that's my answer to that.
2: Okay, <clears throat> Andrew, where should we? Do you have anyone who you're hanging your hat on who will be at Ibrox You know, other than Jack Butland, but. Are there any of the names that have been mentioned so far, of you know, exciting you any, or should we just uh, put it all to bed and let Michael Beale go on with
4: it? It's an interesting one. I think we we will have a, a more clearer picture of the positions we're going to need to look at, or that we'll, we'll we'll see that Michael is looking at when we we have the list of players who are exiting in the club. I think what you'd be guessing for your centre is you're going to lose Hollander. so there's a, there's a centre back gone you're probably gonna you know, we know kent and morales will be going um stephen davis will probably be going um the Arfield situation is still up in the air um Antonio tony has been rumored out the door um we, until we see some more concrete proof of who's who's going to be here and who's not going to be here then we can start to really paint the picture of what the, the team are or the who will be bringing into the team in that summer window um um I'm s i am sl- I was slightly concerned by the amount of time that we're going to be without Conor Goldson. Um don't get me wrong, I think John Suit was a great centre back, but we know what Conor brings. I, I I said in the in the time where we, we were going to lose him and and the free contract until we extended it, that we would have had to be paying quite a lot of money to get what Conor Goldson brings. Um so to for him to miss the pre all, all of season and I am guessing what the majority of qualifiers um to get into the Champions League. Um, and then to have him coming back without a preseason in the league games, um, that will be rough for him. Um, and you also got the jury split on um, Ben Davies and, and where his position lies, so you could be without him as well. So you, I think you probably would have to strengthen the centre back area. Um, I think it is clear that Rangers fans want a striker. Um, I've not I, I've seen some of the comments. I'm gonna say I've not seen many strikers being linked with Rangers um, recently. Uh, I do try and keep an eye on some of the links and obviously taking it with uh, a pinch of salt that we're not going to sign Messi, even though he's out of contract at the end of the season. Um, but uh, I think we would need to bring in a striker or, or two if you're going to get rid of... Well, we know where else is going. Is Ruth's future going to be at Rangers? Um, if, if, if his fitness record's anything to go by, probably not. Um, Cholak's been rumoured out the door, so you're going to have to see some striking reinforcement brought in. There's no, <laughs> you're not going to get the twenty five goal a season striker for cheap. So I, I think that's where the majority of our money will be looking at, and we know that under Michael Beale teams or Wolf well, Gerard was the manager. I mean, just did spend quite nicely on Roof at the time, and uh, our uh, Swiss League uh, player of the season, I think, our team in the team of the year, um, Cedric Eaton, uh who we all admire, said to Ted again, that's going to keep me up at night that we've lost that player um but yeah i think striker is going to be the the big one and i'm hoping that we if all the stars combine we'll have a, a superstar striker who we can sell on in the future and make a lot of money from
2: smashing and andrews right listen guys i'm just going to we're just going to run rounds and uh, i know this matters not a jot certainly not to me anyway but uh, your prediction for wednesday because i don't care what the score is on wednesday i want michael beale to use that time to find out what he needs to know about the, the squad that he has in place before we go dipping into uh, transfers and, and handing out folding notes for players. So I want him to be sure that he, uh, he knows all he needs to know about this, the, the current squad. And that includes, that's the young team in particular I'm thinking about. So, Bill, just, uh, we're at Ibrox Wednesday night, we're playing Hearts and... You know their their record at Ibrox is utterly woeful. Long may it continue. So I'll start us off with I'll go for a I'll go for a three-one Rangers on Wednesday night. What do you think?
5: Hearts have got something to play for. They'll push up, leaving space at the back. I'm going to go for a goal fest five-three to Rangers.
2: Oh, excellent! Hope you're right, David. What's your uh, prediction for Wednesday?
3: Um, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win, we seem to be in that groove of 3-0 wins, so I'm going to go for that one, and just uh, congratulate myself for going through a full programme without being on mute, so (laughs) I'm winning anyway.
4: (laughs) Get the lottery numbers on,
2: get the lottery numbers it's (laughs) rarer things have happened. All that coaching pays off. (laughs) Andrew, what do you think Wednesday? The
4: hearts getting it? I'm going to say the same score as we've seen today. I think um, Hearts under uh, our old pal Stevie Walkaway. Um, I definitely, with everything they've got to play for, we'll be up for it. Um, but we put hips mm-hmm. to the sword today. Um, so I can see us doing the same with the home crowd and, and good song book, um, uh, loud voices, and good song book out as usual.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Of well, course, thank you, guys. And uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, who's submitted the comments. Do subscribe. Say nice things about us because we're lovely people. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on Thursday, half past eight for the the post-match. We'll just see how Michael Beale has uh, set the team out on Wednesday, see what we'll learn from it. So thank you. And don't forget, we are the people.